Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, darlings. Welcome to the Football Ramble Premier League preview show sponsored by Bet365. It's lovely to have you here. It's Friday. You're feeling good and so are we. You didn't ask us if we were feeling good. No, but I do feel good (laughs) Good. because he's forced me to. I I knew that I would. Yeah. (laughs) The desk is low enough for me to notice that you're both doing very, very well indeed. Um, Jim and Luca here. Hello, here Jim we are. and Luca here. What here more are. do you want, ladies and gentlemen? Well, oh, Pete, see, probably. <laughs> seriously, though, joking aside, what more do you want, Pete? Oh yeah, Pete. Yeah, yeah. that's debatable. I think uh-huh. that's debatable. Well, let's enjoy it while he's not here. <laughs> to ruin things. Now he'll be back soon. Don't you worry about that. We're talking about Sunderland versus Newcastle straight oh. away without Pete. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's one of our favourite fixtures. It's generally <laughs> hilarious. Mm. We're already laughing. The ball hasn't even been kicked. In yeah. preparation for this uh, particular game to preview, I was casting my eye down the Premier League table. Mm. Kept going. Kept going. <laughs> all the way down. There they are. <laughs> there they are. The home team. Oh. Propping it up. There must be a strong team because everyone else is on top of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, this has the potential to be a big Sam bloodbath, doesn't it? There is... <laughs> There is narrative all over this. He wants revenge on Newcastle, but also, you know, the, the England job, him not getting the England job, really stuck in his craw. So he'll want to show people from a long time ago that he's better than McLaren. That'll be that'll be in his head as well. Oh, yeah. Of course it will. Because that was the time, wasn't it? McLaren got the job. Yeah, he got the, Sam, the nod he? instead, yeah. Wowzers. Uh, I'd like this to be called the, the Northeast Striped Derby. Would you really? I don't think that'll catch yeah, on, will it? Where? We'll, we'll see. Time will be the judge, or but the, I'm with Luke on this. Or, well, the, or the Sports Direct derby. Better. <laughs> I, I was, was going to go on the to say... The Big Monks derby. When I talked about, yeah, when I talked about um, casting my all the way down the table, seeing Sunderland were bottom. Yeah. Newcastle, of course, aren't doing an awful lot better. But interestingly enough, going into this game, um, Sunderland are favourites. They're favourites to win. Six yep. to four. Well, Newcastle out nine to five. So That is surprising, considering Newcastle scored six goals. Maybe yeah, they used them all Sunderland up. have won the last five... Um, you know, um, yeah, barcode stripey derbies. What was it you wanted to see? It doesn't work. <laughs> when you said, but Sunderland have won the last five, I was a bit like, where on earth is he going with this? <laughs> yeah, no, five derbies. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, not, not real universe it seems matches. To happen. Not, not canon. It seems to happen that um, they seem to get a new manager before they play Newcastle like, every yeah. single time. <laughs> and it, but it seems like foolproof. It's like they've gone, yeah, we'll take this as long as we can beat Newcastle every single time. It's, it's quite, worth it. It's quite, uh, an existing Sunderland, I know Dick Avocard decided to sort of uh, fall on his sword or whatever but generally it must be a quite a nerve wracking time for the Sunderland manager when the Newcastle game comes along <laughs> that's me out then that's, me, that's out me out of my ear but um, I, I don't know the thing about the reason I say that Sunderland are favourites going at this game um, 
It is fairly surprising. It's partly because of what you said, Marcus, that Newcastle scored a hatful of goals last, last week. And but also because Sunderland haven't won a single game this season <laughs> yeah. yet. So what is the rationale? <laughs> it's a stranger on. But it's beautifully enjoyable. I it's, think it's the, the big two of them factor. the two of them have conceded most shots as well. So I, I don't know whether that that means they'll cancel each other out or they'll have like seventy attempts each. Seven it's, all. Yeah, seven all. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> It's going to be an absolute belter, partly because... It the, could be the best game of the season. It, I think it ve- very much could be, depending on what you like when you go and watch your football. But the team, both the teams, as Jim has just touched on, have got a very cavalier attitude towards yeah. defending. Yeah. And well, I think I've said this a number of times, might have said it on Monday, possibly a bit before then, uh, that for, for a team with McLaren as, as manager, who is well known as a very good, competent coach, you think they'd be a lot more organised at the back, and they're not. But they're they very have much been. Not. Are they... The, they won last week and they scored loads of goals. They still considered two. No, no, no. Yeah. No, you're right. But they have been at times this season. The point <laughs> at the... times isn't enough, though, is it? Well, no, but it shows that they can do it. Away, Old Trafford. Okay, Manchester United weren't firing on as many cylinders as as they arguably are now. Although three 0 loss against Arsenal, I know. Blah blah blah. But they went to Old Trafford and they got a nil nil draw and they looked pretty organised. So they, with that squad, he's achieved this. Let me throw this back to you, then. Okay. How big a loss is Tim Crawl in, in the derby? Mm. Yeah, Tim Krul's an excellent keeper. I had a little thing that maybe they might try and go for Victor Valdez. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. It makes well, sense. Yeah. You would have think you not would to think it would already have happened. What has Victor Valdez done <laughs> to that, for that to make sense? Yeah, but I mean, he wants to play, doesn't he? And he's not playing. So yeah. if, you know, for for short term at least, surely it does make sense. It's, you know, it's Newcastle were a famous shop window, aren't they? Did you ever think you'd see the day? The Victor Valdez, the goalkeeper for that Pep Guardiola Barcelona side, one of the yeah, greatest. Not sides. even that long ago. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> within within fairly recent memory. <laughs> but if you do want to have a if you do want to have a bet on Sunderland, uh, the, the odds are obviously courtesy of Bet365, six to four. So fifty pound bet on Sunderland to beat Newcastle United, you'd get a seventy five pound profit. And and big Sam In theory. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Sam will help you with that. Yeah, uh, he would love it, wouldn't he, to get uh, I, a result I, I, against I, I can picture his big grinning mug already. Yeah, he 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 took that job between for 30, this game between thirty and forty percent because uh, it would annoy Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the game and then just quits. On yeah, I've, I've on made my point. How many goals would he have to win it by to quit straight away? Maybe ten. That's probably in his in his contract. <laughs> mm. If you hit double figures, you can just go. It's yeah. in everyone's contract. Jermaine Defoe starting this game. He was a bit annoyed that he didn't start the last time. Let, let me on that note. Let me also chuck in a bit of power to, to Jermaine Defoe and Big Sam Adice's elbow. Go on. Is that Big Sam has officially never lost his hope, opening Premier League home game in charge of a new club? There you are. These mm. things are there to be smashed, though, aren't they? they? Are. Well, you can read what you want in statistics, but I thought that was an interesting one. Yeah, and we'll certainly look forward. Whatever's to... going to happen, as as Jim has also said recently, it's going to be the clown show version of the of the Manchester derby. Yeah, <laughs> and, there's, gonna... and there's a place for that. El Clownico. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Thanks. I can that imagine that Steve McLaren has has had some sleepless nights over this fixture, especially knowing Allardyce is there. That hair island of his might have fallen off. Finally, <laughs> to flip that on sunk. Its, to flip on its head. <laughs> since he took the reins, has there been a fixture he? He hasn't had a sleep this night. <laughs> Doubtful. Well, yeah. I I fancy Newcastle to win it. When Alden, I think when Alden's going to go on a Lewandowski-style uh, purple patch. I'd like to see that. Happen. He's already we got four. We yeah. all like to see that. Well, actually, he scored with exactly half of his shots, hasn't he, this season, which is an incredible statistic. Remember, yeah. Ander Herrera went for that phase of scoring with every shot he had on target. Yeah, That's David pretty... Silva has really, uh, re- really good stats for that as well. It's just some players just know when when a goal's on. Not from the treatment table, though, Jim. 
Well, can't do anything from there, can he? Well, I'm, yeah, but <laughs> the stat remains. In the past, yeah, he has it... not been injured and racked up those stats. I feel like he's been undermined. <laughs> when you watch Doctor Who, does it make any sense? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> right. um, it's not the only derby that's happening on the weekend. There's another little bash going on, isn't yeah. there? Um, it's Manchester United versus Manchester City, everybody. I'd say at Old Trafford in particular, this one really seems to deliver, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, very does. much so, very much so. Yeah, We've I, seen over, overhead shinned goals yep. and Michael Owen <laughs> Lowe's still getting stick for that from you. No, the, from me, I never. I, I just thought that whenever you mention that overhead kick, somebody always says he shins it. But he, it's his leg, he's thrown <laughs> it up in the air and wanted to hit the ball, presumably with some yeah. part of his body, into the goal, preferably yeah. top corner, and he's done that. Absolutely his intention, yeah. yeah. I think that should be applauded. I think that, that's the best overhead kick because everyone else is a traditionalist and hits it with their foot. Imagine trying to score with an overhead shin. I can't. It's harder. And it's I won't. Much, it's much harder. And I'll just leave it to old Wazza. I, I, think, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch Sunderland 10, Newcastle 4, yeah. and see if I fancy watching the Manchester Derby game after that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just might play not live it by ear. To it. I'll play it by <laughs> ear. So it's Noah Aguero, um, which is, you know, uh, terrible for City because he loves United, especially at Old Trafford. He's mm-hmm. got a lot against them. But Bonnie's in good form, isn't he? Is it three goals in two games? Yeah, I mean, he was pretty ineffective uh, against Sevilla. But, Scored. <laughs> but that's... Well, it was an own goal, actually. But it was, oh, really? I, but I didn't realise that. But it's Champions League at the Etihad, so I think we can just wipe that off the slate straight away. But yes, he did get a couple uh, in the previous week at home against Bournemouth. I'm looking and Raheem, at his... score, Raheem Sterling. Ra- is... Raheem scoring, <laughs> which is utterly appropriate. Yeah. Ah, your real identity has been unveiled. <laughs> this all makes sense now. That's why you cost that much money. I'm yeah. looking at the Manchester derby and I'm thinking one thing, I'm thinking goals. I'm looking yeah. back at the most recent results, head-to-head. A couple of one nils in there. Other than that, it's goal-tastic. It's absolutely goal-tastic. Uh, De Bruyne's in such good form and banging them in. Imagine what Chelsea could have had if they'd just been patient. It's yeah, ridiculous, isn't it? Exactly, absolutely right. I, I think, yeah, he, 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 showed, he showed his true worth in the Champions League uh, midweek. Obviously got that goal to get them out of jail. It's going to be a fascinating game. Um, May not come into this. It's also at six to four. So again, fifty pound. That's seventy five pound profit. Man United are favourites though as well. Um, Man City a bit further out. At, um, slightly bigger price of seventeen to ten. So I, I, th- I actually quite like United in this in this in this game. I, I think that. I just got a little feeling for Van Gaal. Do you know that? You know, sometimes mm. I, I say this on the show quite a lot. I, I sometimes think when it's a close game, possibly even a derby game, and it's difficult to pick between the two because they've had their inconsistencies here and there, and maybe you're not fully convinced by both teams. Yeah. Look at the managers. Yeah. And I will take Van Gaal and his confidence <laughs> way ahead of Pellegrini, who I do think is a good coach, but yeah. way ahead of Pellegrini. And I think I, I saw that obviously City got out of jail in the Champions League midweek. I think I read that. That was only uh, Man City's fourth win at home out of ten in the Champions League under Pellegrini. Wow. So he's not actually performing at a hugely great level at the very top top uh, top echelon. So I think I would probably side with just about side with Van Gaal and Man United here. Yeah, I I think Manchester United are looking looking good. They're only two points, of course, behind Manchester City in the league. Um, and it's nearly first versus second, but of course Arsenal, Jim, are, mm. are in second. But Arsenal, having had such a great result against Bayern Munich, will definitely lose at home to Everton. So if Manchester United win, they'll they'll uh, they'll go top. And it's always interesting at Manchester Derby when it's such a top of the table clash like this. It's so weird, isn't it? I mean, again, we we, we you know on a, on a previous show we were talking about oh if you'd have said a few years ago this would be the case. Man City fans, you know, there they are top of the league and it's, it's a top of the table clash nowadays. What do you think about um, um, uh, Martial being pushed out to to the left a bit more because he did a mm. brilliant job on Seamus Coleman who was mm. clearly one. Of, that's a great move from Van Gaal. He, he's seen that Seamus Coleman is a big threat from right back. Yeah, he's rapid. He runs all day. 
Uh, he's got about six lungs. And, and Anthony Martial did an absolute number on him on, yeah. on the left. And I wonder if he's going to use um, Martial like that again. He's, he's, he can switch it up, just like you switched it up with the pronunciation of Louis van Hal's name. You said Van Gaal and Van Hal. I like to mix it around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep you on your toes. Uh-huh. But maybe go a Van manager, Hal as a it's A manager meant to be. by any other name would be mm. as effective. <laughs> Yeah, pronounce so, it so, how you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, 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 it, he seems to be wanting to play Rooney down the middle and, yeah. and, and, and up top. Um, and is is that because he wants the extra midfielder in there in, in a kind of a four-two-three-one? I think four, so. Four, three, I think three. against against City, you've got to play with a pretty compact midfield mm. um, because you can't give their you can't give their sort of um, creative players too much room on the ball so I think there's a there's an element of the kind of Schneiderlin uh, Schweinsteiger Schneidersteiner whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah. wrecking ball there um, so I think yeah that, that it will be ruining up top on his own with, and I think Martial will play on the left again because it serves a number of purposes that doesn't it because obviously it does nullify the fullbacks and in Zappaletta and Sanya whoever they pick they've got a real threat um, as an outlet from the right there and it also it it tells Van Gaal whether Martial can play in that position, mm. which evidently he can, and it helps the young man learn that you know that defensive side of an offensive game. So, so yeah, I agree with that. It again, I, I think that um, one of the things I've struggled with, and I don't want to jump on Rooney's back because it feels like everyone's doing that at the moment, is that I think we would all agree here, wouldn't we? Certainly going forward, that Martial's been United's best player this season. I think that's probably fair to say, isn't it? Mm. Yet he's being shuffled around yeah. for a player who, of course, we all know Wayne Rooney, we all know what he's all about, but I don't think many people here. Uh, in, in in terms of the, of the football watching public in, in in England, really are convinced about what his best position is. And if that's the case, Still. if that's the case now, he's thirty on Sunday, I think, or he's mm. thirty on Saturday, certainly thirty this weekend. If that's the case now, can he really be as effective and as consistently good as everyone seems to assume he is? Mm. If he's not got because we hear about players being criticised for not nailing down a position all the time, yeah. and it's it's generally thrown at them as saying. If they were that good, look at Phil Jones, look at Owen Hargreaves. That's just two Man United players we're mm. talking about there. They, they've not nailed down a position. And Wayne Rooney, he's getting excuses made for him. And he's being, he's being pushed around an awful lot positionally. And I don't think Louis van Gaal is a manager to make excuses for players. I think he's a very hard man to please. Mm. But I think, he, I think he values Rooney for certain other characteristics rather than just his ability. I think he likes him. I think he's probably a popular player in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. I think he shows a lot of leadership, a lot of experience, and obviously he's won a lot of things. I think those are the main reasons he keeps getting picked, and that's obviously the main reason he was made club captain as well. But you can't make an argument that he is very, 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 very good, or as as, uh, as some other pundits would say, a top, top player, yeah. if, he's, if he's not nailing down that position consistently because he gets excuses made from him all the time. Is it not an argument... Just to slightly play devil's advocate here, that um, that he's just good in both of those positions. So Van Gaal is using that yep. to his advantage. Certainly. Yeah, Certainly. I think that's another way of looking at it, yeah. Certainly. We're going to be talking more about the Premier League after this. Hi, I'm Frank Lebeuf. You're listening to the Football Ramble. Foot, football Ramble. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble Premier League preview show, sponsored by Bet365, everybody. We're going to turn our attentions to the South Coast. Bournemouth host Spurs. All mm. those Spurs are away to Bournemouth. Bournemouth are beginning to struggle. They are. Some say that they're past beginning and they are struggling. They are. In the struggling, league. yeah. Let's let's be those people. <laughs> they clearly are. Let's well, own that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're down in 17th. Um, only Newcastle, Aston Villa and Sunderland are below them. But that's to be expected. Yeah, I think I think that probably is to be expected. I look at the games that Bournemouth have won. They I completely forgot. And it's a poor form by me to forget that they beat West Ham four three. Oh wow, yeah. that was an amazing at, at game. West Ham, and yeah. they were unlucky not to get something at Anfield. They started the season pretty well, yeah. and that maybe that excitement can can and take you through the initial games in the Premier League, mm. and then suddenly a bit of realism sets in, and then 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 they lost to Norwich away. Yeah, it's happened uh, into something there because you're absolutely right. Listen, Bournemouth played two games to start the season with. They played against Aston Villa, mm-hmm. and which they would have absolutely hallmarked as being. Being, mm-hmm. um, being winnable great start of the season for them and they were unlucky um, and Gestead came on and scored didn't he and they were yep. very unlucky then they go to Liverpool mm. um, and that goal was offside should have yeah. been disallowed and all of a sudden they feel like they've played well they feel like they've approached the first game which they thought they could win the second game they thought they should have got a point out of and they got no points they got yeah. nothing and that, and that must be soul destroying for a newly promoted team especially one of the, of Bournemouth's size mm. to be fair to them they went on one after that that was when they had the West Ham game yep. ever since then it's been patchy and they've played a poor Sunderland team and they've beaten them and that's pretty much it I think part of Bournemouth's problem is that you know they've they've made their name playing this very attacking expansive st- style of football and they, they want to stick to that Eddie Howe wants to stick to that that's that's reasonable but at sometimes in the Premier League you have to be a little bit more pragmatic than that and you have to wonder do they know how to do that because they've not played like that in, in the seasons previous they're now stepping up a level mm. and on top of that to get something out of the games they have to try a completely new approach which is you know that's a, that's two things to deal with isn't it yeah I mean Spurs go into town that's that's one of the biggest maybe even the biggest side that's been down there yeah. in recent seasons certainly in the league and they've just been away to Manchester City got a bit of a hiding and I think actually they may relish this one. They'll think, right, the bit, one of the big boys are in town. And Spurs fans will certainly thank me for, for calling them mm-hmm. big boys. But, you know, they are. They're, they're one of the top six. Yeah, they're an established Premier League team, aren't they? That's, you know, they're the sort yeah. of ties that you look forward to as a, as a promoted club. Of course. And I think the Bournemouth faithful are going to think themselves, right, we're, you know, we're nine games in now. We all need to really, really uh, get this together, Get a, make this a stadium that nobody wants to come to. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it'll be a distance for certain teams. That's what they want to do. And with Glenn Murray up front, he's scoring a few goals and he will score goals. Yeah. And I'm actually quite pleased for Murray because he obviously scored a few for Palace last uh, season, has fallen out of favour with, with Pardew. And, as, High as, standards. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And, and, and now he is at Bournemouth. I, I think that Bournemouth could get a point here. I think. I think. Even though Spurs are in a pretty uh, decent, here's it would what I be think. such a Spurs result, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. But I, here's what I think. I think that the fans will see this game, the Bournemouth fans, and go, "We'll, we'll, we'll give, it, give us a go." We'll, mm. they'll, be, they'll go to that game fairly positive, I think. But then I think Eddie Howe and the players will know this is a nightmare game. And I will tell you what, it's yeah. a nightmare game. Spurs haven't lost since the first day of the season. Yeah. They don't concede goals. Mm. They also work very, very hard. I said earlier in the week that um, that Liverpool were the first team to outrun them uh, this season. Uh, I don't think that Bournemouth can work as hard or outrun Spurs. And, it, and, and fine, I'll take the point about, um, about Glenn Murray. Jury's still out on him for me. Obviously, had a great season to get them into the, to get Crystal Palace into the Premier League, then got injured, then came back, played a bit of a bit part role. I think he's a good player. I don't see how Bournemouth can can win this game against Tottenham. I, I, I'm not saying it can never happen. Oh my God, it will never happen. But I don't see 
I can't think of a reason to, to, to say, yeah, I think they can get a result. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. What's how your angle, Bournemouth? Yeah, what is your angle? Because, because Spurs don't concede. They've got and the best defence in the Premier They're also um, pretty lethal from set pieces with Ericsson's uh, free kicks. So exactly. It's another weapon. Scored, scored in the Europa League this week. 2-1 Bournemouth. Okay, you've called it. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, isn't this like only the second time they've ever met in like an official competition? Is that right? That's pretty rare, isn't it? That's, I think, yeah, I think that might be right. If you did want to have a bet on 2 1 Bournemouth, by the way, just, oh, to, yeah. just to link this back in, um, 12 to 1. 12 to 1 on Bournemouth. Crafty quid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liverpool hosts Southampton. Interesting stuff. Mm, that is an intriguing Subplots one. <laughs> and big plots. What are your subplots and, here? Well, subclops. <laughs> subclops. What's your subclop? Well, Klopp uh, is, is uh, the main plot. Okay. Watching my words. Um, the subplots, of course, ex-Southampton players. Littered yeah. all over Tons the pitch. Of them. Yeah. Lovren. The Klein. Sessions. Lalana, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Lallana, yeah. 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 I, I, um, Liverpool are littered with ex-Southampton players that Jurgen Klopp is about to ignore <laughs> for the rest of his tenure. The ghost of Ricky Lambert. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, uh, I think that it might just all click. With old Klopp the, this is the Ricky Lambert derby, of course. No, I think this could be a big win. Click. I think this would be a big win for Liverpool. I really, I, I think, yes, I'm, I'm looking at this with Klopp tinted spectacles, but Liverpool have, they've, they've needed a result like this, surely. Yeah, and Southampton have been patchy as well. And their away need, form hasn't been great. I said they needed a result like this. They need a performance and mm. a big result, which would be just wonderful for them to start the season and start start Klopp's tenure and I think it will happen I like this little fact this little fact is that um, Liverpool have won three times in a row against Southampton uh, and Southampton have only scored one goal can you tell me who scored it sorry say that again the, so Liverpool, Liverpool have won the last yeah. three games against Southampton in a yeah. row and in that time Southampton have only scored one goal yeah. can you tell me who scored it Lambert Jamie Carragher own goal as no. <laughs> <laughs> a safe bet unfortunately <laughs> on this occasion it's, it's incorrect Letizia. Nathaniel Klein, who oh, now plays Oh, wow. Double agents all over the place. Yeah. There. there are, absolutely right, yes. It's, a, it's, a good, it's, it's an interesting game because, of course, we're going to see uh, just how much Liverpool fans have taken to club. I think it'll be a party atmosphere there, I really do. Um, Liverpool obviously big favourites for the game 19-20 to 20 to win this um, bet 365 odds on that um, and all these odds are, of course I should say all these odds are subject to change but they're, they're correct at the time of broadcast um, it's a big ask for Southampton isn't it it really is I think it is but 4-1 uh, win away to Chelsea although that's not that difficult these days 3-1 it? wasn't it 4 wow 3 who knows? It's a big yeah, win. Yeah. It's a big win. <laughs> it's sort of form Chelsea are in. Yeah. yeah. No, sort of form Chelsea are in. We're, we're gifting other teams goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, What about uh, Leicester versus Palace then? That looks tasty, doesn't it? They're two of the form teams. Mm. And um, there's not much in that. It's at Leicester, isn't it? So that would that would give them a little bit of an advantage. As think. long as Palace go ahead, presumably Leicester will get something out of the game. Yeah, that's what they like to do, isn't they it? It's like, so we're so confident. We'll give you a head start. Then we'll just Jamie Vardy you. What yeah. are you going to do? Jamie Vardy is like, the, what, bear with me, he's kind of a bit like Hulk Hogan at times. Remember Hulk Hogan, he would start well and he would be he, he, given all this, you know, giving it the big one. Still bearing with you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the 24-inch pythons yeah. would, be, would be swinging away and then he'd start getting beat. Yeah. He would start getting beat and then the referee would do that thing where he'd, he'd hold his arm up in the air and he'd yeah. drop it and it would go limp. Yeah. And it would do it and a second time and a third time you're out. Yeah. The third time, there was the 24-inch python. Yeah. And then Hogan would just suddenly wipe the floor with him and come steamroller okay. him back. Looking for a payoff now. Because yeah. That's what Jamie Vardy does. <laughs> okay. He I waits. Jamie Vardy is more like a lightning bolt made flesh. No, he waits. <laughs> he doesn't get stuck into it. He waits and then he goes, all right, I'll give you a goal. I'll give you another goal. But before it gets too late... 
before they go too many goals ahead, apart from Arsenal, he then, <laughs> he then comes roaring back. Yeah. I see what you, I mean, it's laboured. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it was longer than it was yeah. good. I mean, at the end of it, it was it was fine. <laughs> but but it, it was very, 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 very laboured, if you don't mind me saying. I, uh, no, I don't. It was top, top labouring. Mm, maybe we can edit that out. <laughs> no, we will not be doing that. <laughs> we will absolutely not be doing that. Yeah. I, I, um, I took the liberty, actually. Uh, normally on the, on the Monday show, we do highlights of the week, of course. Yes. People talk about their favourite moments of the weekend. Um, I've done hopes and fears this week. Have you hopes and fears for this weekend's um, this weekend's football? And a number of a number of uh, a number of uh, listeners have been in touch. This day has been in touch saying my hope this uh, this week is that Mitrovic grabs a hat trick in the derby. Mm. And my fear is he celebrates by devouring a Yosi Perez, <laughs> which is <laughs> eminently possible. And Alex Emerton's been in touch, uh, clearly a Man United fan, because he says I hope that Martial wins us the derby. But my fear is that Rooney will continue his spectacular decline by tripping over and breaking Martial's leg. <laughs> oh, there we go. Not uh... Yeah, so more hopes and fears next week, I hope. Yes. Mm. And I also fear. <laughs> Luke, what's the bet of the week? So yeah, going back to the bet of the week, I'm going to take you back to Old Trafford for this one. We have our own £50 bet with the winnings going to Prostate Cancer UK, of course. Uh, last week we had a winner. Chelsea beat Aston Villa 2-0. That meant £47.60 went to Prostate Cancer UK. So good stuff all round, I say. Um, yeah, so back to United. I'm going to go for both teams to score in the Manchester Derby. At four to six, um, a fifty-pound bet returns eighty-three pound thirty-three, including stake. So a thirty-three pound thirty-three pence profit. Remember, you need to be over the age of eighteen to bet, and odds are subject to change. Uh, gamble responsibly, and for more information on responsible gambling, go to gambleaware.co.uk. I think the money's safe there. Oh, you, you like that bet? I, I do, I do. Do you like it, Jim? Yeah. Good. Well, then say you do. <laughs> just, did. just did, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of the Football Ramble Premier League preview show sponsored by Bet365. If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. We're on Twitter at Football Ramble. The website is thefootballramble.com. And there's Facebook and Instagram in which we are present. Also, uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.